Hello, everyone. Hello, listeners. My name is Matt Armando. My name, to the new listeners out there, is Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With your boy and girl, Matt and Emily. <sighs> hey, everyone. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, this comes out on Thursday, right? Sure does. Which is the, the 7th? I would say that's the seventh, yeah. Um, guys, um, I'm 31 now, and I've been 31 for two days. Wow. Uh, let it be known that I'm ta- This is one of the last times, or it's definitely the last time Emily will be interviewed uh, at age 30. <laughs> I consider these, these to be inter- us interviewing each other. <laughs> I was going to say, because I feel like it's more of a conversation, because it is our joint podcast, not you interviewing me and me it- interviewing you. I, that's that, that's how I, I think of us both as host like neither of us is our co-hosts and we're both just interviewing the other host <laughs> interesting um what a peek into your mind i mean really it's a peek into me trying to justify the previous statement i made <laughs> um yes so uh emily you want to tell the the fine listeners what they're listening to <laughs> Well, I think you've already described it. This is an interview podcast where we're both interviewing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we're drinking tea this whole time. Um, Matt has a tea. I have a tea. Fun fact, they're the same tea. We're not going to tell you what the name of that tea is, though. Listeners, oh. don't try to find out. If you read it in the description, forget what you read. Yeah. Get rid of it. We are drinking a tea. We're also mm-hmm. going to be talking topics. We both have different topics today. Matt has a topic. I have a topic. I don't know what Matt's topic is. Not at all. No clue. Too many topics because we do not have a guest this week. Sometimes we have a guest. Maybe that's going to start happening more soon. <laughs> uh, um, and they'll bring a topic and we won't know what that is. But this week, it's just it's just Emily and I interviewing each other. Hell yeah. Um, I think I did a good job. Yeah. This do you a- think... Oh, I have a question. When yeah. we... I'm, <laughs> this is my first interview question. Um, when we have a guest on, do you think we're interviewing them or just having a conversation with them? I just think of it as a conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I agree. I, I think I think we're having a conversation with our guests, but I think you and I are interviewing each other. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. What's your year's resolution? Um, I don't have one. Wow. Okay. Um, what a terrible New Year person you are. I um. Can I give you an observation about New Year this year? Um, I normally think of the New Year as sort of a... um, I do think of it as a bit of a new beginning thing, um, especially in that I feel like you have a lot of time off from work, and then it's like the New Year, and you can kind of like... like December. All of December feels like a really weird month to work in. Uh, In normal times, uh, you know, people are going out to to bars a lot, I feel like to like happy hours and stuff like it's just a very celebratory month and then you come back and it's january and it's like back to work and a lot of people do like sober januaries and all that and i don't i'm not getting that vibe from this january so it feels feels like uh feels like time is just um every day feels the same that's what i'm gonna say okay are you gonna interview me about my new year's resolution emily do you have any new year's resolutions thank you so much for asking um, I do. Um, one is to make sure I wake up pretty soon after my alarm goes off because I have a tendency to let it snooze for about half an hour. Um, yes, I do let it snooze multiple times. It's a problem. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then my real New Year's resolution is that I'm going to read 52 books this year. Wow. Um, you have 52 books already? I have not finished one, but I am well on my way to finishing it. I believe I will finish it probably within the next few days. Uh, no, my question is, do you have 52 books? Um, well, not to talk about Goodreads, although truly it's all I want to talk about. According to that, I own like a hundred, over a hundred books. That you have already read? <laughs> I'm asking, do you own the 52 you're already going to read this year? <laughs> um, no. I will definitely probably get some new books, but my goal mm. is to also read as many of my books that I currently own as I can. Cool. Um, I have a second uh, thought about this, this all this resolution thing. I think of myself, I think of my birthday as a better time to reassess um, things and, and have changes in life or whatever. I don't know. It's as arbitrary as any other day. But now you have a birthday that's right up next to New Year's. So I guess my observation is either way, it's January for you. (laughs) I will say one thing about New Year's that is strange as a teacher, and I guess when you're growing up, is that I I think like my year goes from September to June, really. Like Mm. I buy a planner that goes over the new year and I don't get a new planner until the summer because I, I really think of it as, I don't know. I, I will, do get a lot of time yeah. off work, but it's still the same school year. Um, and I do try to set New Year's resolutions, but they're generally more like, Emily, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get into shape. You let yourself have some bad habits this school year. Get them into shape. Um, I actually, I actually follow that as well i think and i think it's because i lived in boston for so long and boston is such a college town um that the whole uh, everything about boston runs on school schedule (laughs) like it is it is also a very september to may june kind of place and i also think new york like really like there's this like thing about new york uh not this year but most years where it really like a lot of people leave the city from june uh alternate alternating alternating weeks from june to august so like that the summer in new york is 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 really slow and i also tend to think of the fall as like i do it's it's weird because i i still have i don't know i just have like a back to school mentality still even though i do not go to school (laughs) i just feel like the fall is is the beginning of a lot of stuff i don't know i also really like the fall (laughs) yeah um but like in Alston, where I lived for uh, several years, which is uh, just outside of Boston, um, or it's technically it's part of Boston, but it's its own neighborhood. Anyways, um, every Labor Day weekend would be called Alston Christmas uh, because that's when everybody moves apartments and people just put their couches and uh, TVs and whatnot on the curbs and people go out and just grab shit. <laughs> And it's um, just like people picking through the trash. And it happens every like Labor Day weekend. <laughs> um, I do remember hearing talk about this from my friends who lived in Boston. Also, I thank you. Um, who was also a friend of mine who lived in Boston. Weird how that works out. Um, but yeah. Um, also, I buy, I buy new, I, I still buy like new clothes, like almost back to school season stuff. I feel like that's still a thing. I get new pants for the fall a lot. <laughs> Anyways, that, that that means I have three. I have three New Years. I have New Years 
proper. I have my birthday and I have like September 1st or something. <laughs> wow. By this strategy, you're like 90 years old because you're having so many new years. Mm, I'd actually be 105. Yeah. Wow. Right. If I did my math right. <laughs> 30 times 3 is 90. 5 times 3 is 15. 90 plus 15, 105. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> although maybe I'm 106 because I just had this New Year's. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I guess in my my first year of life, I did not get a New Year's. So unless you're born on New Year's Day, you don't you don't get it in your first year of birth. Wow. And then your birthday is the same day as New Year's, so you still all right. Whatever. I'm done. I'm done blabbing about this. <laughs> okay, um, Matt. I think it's time. Um, all right. It is time for tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Wow, I think that might have been one of your best instrumentations. Thanks, I had two cups. It was like cups. a pleasant sound. I had two cups. And a mechanical pencil. Wow. Get to put your own light in that thing. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, real talk, real quick. Yeah. Do you mm -hmm. prefer a mechanical, mechanical pencil or a wooden pencil? There is a right answer. I believe we've, we have, you and I have discussed this before, and I know what the right, quote-unquote, right answer is. But I'm going to answer with a pen. Yeah, well, you're wrong. We have had this discussion. <laughs> the mechanical pencil is the right answer. Um, um, I know you feel this way. I just, I don't write in pencil. Um, I write in pen. Okay. I don't need, I don't, like, erasing. Um, erasing isn't important to me. I'll just scribble out what I wrote. The best okay. part about writing is scratching out your mistakes. <laughs> And also, I, I, write, I write terribly, so, like, there's really no point in going back, because I'm just going to write it again, badly again. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring you out some handwriting packets um, that I give mm. my seven-year-old students. Um, <laughs> Matt, we are drinking yes. a tea that I brought to us um, that is from a work colleague um, called, well, I guess, what is the name of this tea? It is Spearmint, the, so the type, I'm having issues... <laughs> So the brand is Tea Book, the Tea Book, and the type of tea is Araminta Ross, aka Harriet Tubman Spearmint Orange Spice. Would you mm -hmm. agree with that? That's what the name is. Uh, yes. Well, I'd say the brand or something, or like the the branded name is the Araminta Araminta Ross, aka Harriet Tubman, which is a spearmint orange spice tea. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's um, what I would say. So Harriet Tubman, her her birth name was um, Araminta Ross, mm. and she went by Minty as a child. Um, oh. I called this tea Minty to you, and I did not even know that fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as she got older, she got married, but also she started going by Harriet. Um, mm. But this is a spearmint orange, orange spice tea. And on the back, there is a quote from... Harriet Tubman. Every great dream begins with a cup of tea. You think she really said that? I was literally just going to say, did she say that? <laughs> um, listen, I don't know. I did not research this tea. It was given to me. Um, you know, here's what I'm going to say. I hope she said it. Um, a lot of quotes that are attributed to people are not really from them. Um, 
Although this is a part of a T series called Equality, series number two. That's fun. I'm learning so much about this tea from this package. Wow. Really reading, reading up on this one thing. <laughs> um, Matt, I know you have a package right in front of you, but I really, I don't want you to, have you read the ingredient list? Of course I have. Darn it. Okay, what are some, what are some ingredients we taste? Um, well, I definitely taste the spearmint. That is yes, the I will most say forward the flavor. Yes, the spearmint comes out. Do you taste the dried, well, let me just tell you, there's dried honey, orange peel, spearmint, natural flavor, and cinnamon. Do we taste the dried honey? Gosh, I got to try this without sugar in it now, because now that I know that there is dried honey, may, maybe I'm thinking some of this, maybe it's like was sweet on its own. I actually have some untainted right here in front of me, although it's very hot. Wow. Oh, be careful. He is using his, a hot mug that keeps things hot. Hot, 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 hot. What are... Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet already. My hydro flask. So we, <laughs> Matt tastes the dried honey. I put sugar in my tea. Um... I do feel like I get a hint of honey, like a different kind of sweetness other than my, my regular sugar. Do we taste yeah. the orange peel? Which I guess would just give it like a nice orange flavor. Matt's taking a sip. Um, I'm going to take a sip. Uh, I can't really tell. I mean, maybe. Um, really, that spearmint is, is pretty overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> the spearmint is, when you taste it, you're like, wow, this is a, a, a minty tea. Um, it does fulfill the spiciness. I do taste a spice to it. There's cinnamon in it. Yes. Um, it has a little bit of, like, the cinnamon spice, not, uh, I don't know. Not like a hot spice. Um, I'm going to, um, I'm not going to do anything, but um, do, um, I guess what I want to say is, do you, would you think to name this tea Harriet Tubman? Tea. Well, I gotta say, now that I know that she was named nicknamed Minty, yes, because that that means that's that's why they did this, right? Like the whole reason it, behind it is that it's spearmint, and her nickname was Minty, and that they were making these equalities. Yes. Um. um and I don't know what the others in the series are, but I'd like to hope I, I hope that they're all as adequate of puns as this one was. Okay, so there is. I'll tell you right now. I'm looking it up right now. There is a Dr. Martin Luther King organic English breakfast. Okay, um, so that's not a pun on his name. It's just, or that's just, or it's not a, it's just the T is in his name. Yes. Um, there's a Marie Curie radiant hibiscus. Oh, a tough look for a girl. Um, Marie, was it not, wait, it's not Marie Curie T? No, just Marie Curie. I think they missed. I think there's a missed opportunity for a pun there. Okay, here we are. Um, mm -hmm. There is a Barack Tassan Obama berry oh. berry tea. So it's like berry, like you would call yeah. Barack short berry, but then berry like a regular berry. Um, so that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good one to another nickname one. Like that's that's they're two for. Th Two for four in the nickname uh, category. Um, that's the Black History Variety Sampler. Let me just, I think there's one more set. Let me see if there's any other fun names. Um, no. I'm disappointed hmm. by the Marie Curie where they don't even try to squeeze it in. It's Marie Curie. It's right there. No. But the Radiant Hibiscus, I think, is too much. Um, in what way? Well, because... It's like a play on like 
like like radiation and that's how she died oh <laughs> okay yeah yeah yeah. all right <laughs> um, i just you know i think it's a step i think it's a step that's not what i'm looking for that was fun um uh, our team luther king jr <laughs> uh, matt's looking it up now um this I tea am. is caffeine free I do. I'm not going to look it up now, but I, I would love to know if she actually said this to you. I know she like worked with someone on like a biography, so. Oh, wait, what do you think about this? They had another tea called impeachment. You don't know how I miss that tea. That's a pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, although I think too. Um, although actually I can't be sure if this is a, oh, it is a tea. Trump think, impeachment. Oh, impeachment. Wait. That could be peach or mint. What's going on here? I can't. I, I'm out of this. I'm out. I, I'm already out. I think it's too topical, though. Like, it doesn't apply now. Like, we're past the impeachment. Well, <laughs> it's kind of funny because people are talking about it again. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I know, but like... You mean seriously? You mean we shouldn't take these people seriously? Yeah, but I just... I feel like if you're going to name your tea that you're going to sell for years, it shouldn't be a topical thing. Well, uh, yeah, I'll say it looks like they also sold a bunch of merchandise about it. So they probably were just capitalizing on the moment a little yeah. bit. Um, okay. And maybe they were raising money. I didn't look. I, I, I don't want to presume they were raising money, but I they might have been. <laughs> okay. Um, Matt, yes. I have a question for you. Oh, I'd love to answer it. Um, would you describe that this Araminta Ross Spearmint Orange Spice Tea by the Tea Book is your cup of tea or... Not your cup of tea. Um, first of all, thank you for the pause. My mom is a big fan of the pause. Um, Thanks. I hope she liked the drum roll as well. I'll have to ask her. Um, man, it's just my cup of tea. It's um, this is maybe one of the best mint teas I've ever had. Uh, that being said, I'm not a big fan of mint teas. <laughs> um. Although it is spearmint, and spearmint's a little bit better than than mint mint in my book. Um, but this isn't bad. I I don't know. It's um, I'd say it's one of those like on the cusp my cup of teas where like it's it's honestly pretty good. But I don't know if I'd buy it again. Like I'm like I guess I'm enjoying it. Okay. Hmm. If I had a box of this, I wouldn't be desperately trying to give you half of it, like okay. you do to teas that you don't like. <laughs> I do want to say that I have, currently have a box ready for you that has two teas that I legit don't like, but I only have like one bag in each just because I want you to experience them. Hmm. Um, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll probably not be too upset with them. <laughs> I do think one of them you like actually might legit like, but, um, Ooh, legit. I didn't, I just, it just wasn't for me. Um, okay. So it's your cup of tea. Is that what you settled on? I'm a little confused. Yeah. It's my cup of tea. Okay. I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt that it's my cup of tea. Okay. Emily, question for you. Time uh, out, time out. I have something I just noticed. Yeah. You took down your Christmas tree. Good job. <laughs> but your yep. jack-o'-lantern is still up. Yeah. Um, okay. So the jack-o'-lantern, uh, I, when I put it out, it, I did take it out, you know, relatively close to... Um, Halloween. However, it was just in a box of random crap. So if it were to go away, it would just go back in box of random crap. Where, whereas all my Christmas stuff has its own box. 
So when it's time to like put put up or put away Christmas stuff, I got that box to go to. But like, I only have this one Halloween decoration <laughs> now. I so I could put it away, but it might just stay out for a, a long time. We'll see. I also had to get rid of the tree because it was dying. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was, I mean, it's already dead, but it was like uh, getting crispy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> wow. Um. Okay, moving on. Okay. Emily, do you find this Araminta Ross, a.k.a. Harriet Tubman, featuring a questionable quote from Harriet Tubman herself, <laughs> uh, this spearmint orange spice, is this your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, thank you so much for asking. I do think it's my cup of tea. I've had this tea before this time. Um, and I, I do enjoy it. I agree that it's one of my favorite mint teas that I've ever had. Um, it's got a nice flavor. I don't know if I necessarily get the orange, but I do think there is something in it that makes it a little different than a regular mint tea, which I like. Um, yeah, it could be. I mean, the orange, maybe uh, unbeknownst to us, is, is doing a lot of work and we just don't realize it. Yeah. Um, and while I don't know if I would seek this tea out, I feel like I only seek out teas that I've already had that I like truly love, like a cream of Earl Grey, a pumpkin chai. Um, so I, and I like to try new teas, but I do enjoy this tea. And if someone were to give it to me again, I would be excited. Um, wow. Not bad. Um, there we go. Tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Wow. Um, we did it. We did it. Well, are you wondering what we have to do next? or? Yeah. <laughs> did you forget that the check-in is now? <laughs> I did not forget, but I was wondering if there's anything we needed to check in with. But we're checking oh. in about the past topics. Boo! Pew, 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 pew. Checking in! Pew, pew, pew. Um, check in with my last topic I had. There's no more snow in New York. It's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> um okay okay yeah. um my last topic was christmas cards sure and uh, um i don't know if i did this before or after the podcast but i hung up my christmas cards and they're still going to be up there and much like I your think... jack-o-lantern i think they might be up there for a few more weeks mm. um my christmas cards taken down Wow. Real bummer. But, uh, well, you know what's interesting about Christmas this year? Um, is that I was in New York for, I didn't travel at all. And uh, it's the first time I'd ever not traveled for Christmas. And um, so it was like, I feel like normally, like, if I get a tree or if I hang up Christmas cards, I, like, do it for, like, a couple days. Then I travel for Christmas. And then I come back. And then I just throw it all out. Or, like, I never get around to it because I'm like, well, I'm not even here for Christmas or whatever. But this year I was here. So, like, I had I had time to enjoy the, the Christmas cards on the wall <laughs> and uh and enjoy the Christmas tree a little more and yeah it was, it was a little different experience for sure I can see that yeah. um hmm. I'm glad you got to experience your decorations a little bit more yes um the only decorations although I realize I have decorations I have these like silly stocking garland things that I could have hung up but I didn't realize mm -hmm. they were there until, I mean, it was too late to put them up. Yeah. Um, I, speaking of decorations, I, I did not cover this yet, but I do want to mention it because it, this, 
uh, I think fits my personality. But I hooked up my um, my Christmas trees lights to my Google Home, <laughs> so I could tell I could I could voice command my my Christmas tree lights to be on. <laughs> my dad um, sets up timers so they come on and off at a specific time. Um, so what I can do, uh, is I can turn them on and I can turn on all of my living room lights, including my tree all like together. And then I can turn it all off when I like go to bed and I can just like say, so if I'm up and my lights are on, I can turn them all off together and it's time for bed. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Um, um that's it. Are we checking out of the check-in? Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to check in with you about. Cool. Um, okay, Emily. Next. Last time we did this little two-topic charade. Charade? Is it a charade? Uh, I went first. Wow. So this time I'm putting you in the hot seat. Oh, Emily, wow. what is your mini topic this week? My mini topic is giving presents. Not receiving. Giving Giving presents. Yes. Giving presents. So I have a few things. I have, I think I have three main things I would like to discuss with this. Um, okay. And the first is, um, I guess the first is when you give presents, how are you giving them? Are you basing them off a list? Are you basing them off something they mentioned that they need or just going for what you feel is right? Uh, wow. All three. Um, I, uh, I mean, the easiest one is when people ask for things, obviously, then I'm just like, well, I'm buying that thing. Uh, sometimes people, sometimes there's people I don't discuss such matters with, so then I just buy them something. So that's more of a gut thing. And, uh, and then sometimes, um, I do hear a, a real need for something and I think to myself, that's their gift. Um, it really helps if somebody wants something to... I'm really good at solving problems, I think. So if somebody states to me like, oh, I hate this something something, that's I'm going to buy them a gift related to the thing they dislike. Uh, for example, like, I hate that my TV remote doesn't whatever. Guess what? You're getting a TV remote. <laughs> that's your present. Um, things, things of that nature. I don't know. I, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little of all of them. And I even can think that this Christmas... I definitely bought one gift that somebody didn't ask for at all. One gift, at least one gift that I thought somebody could, could, would, would want, but didn't ask for just like fit their personality or whatever. And at least one gift that I got because, uh, they ex uh, expressed some issue in their life and I decided I would help them, uh, remedy the problem. <laughs> um, is there a method you prefer? Like, I guess you can also think of it how you like to receive gifts. Do you like to give people lists or do you like them to surprise you? Um, I don't really like to give lists because if I want some, if I need something in my, if I need something in my life, I'm usually just going to buy it. Uh, that's how I roll. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess if it's like really expensive, I wouldn't, but then I also wouldn't ex ex I wouldn't ask for that as a gift because I'd be like, well, that's expensive or whatever. Um, so I'm not like super big on giving lists because... I just, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't really know what I want. Like I generically say things like buy me liquor or tea or clothes. <laughs> um, because at least, because then I'm say, not asking. Hmm? I would say that's a list. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll give people ideas or like I'll say like, hey, you know, what? it's never a bad idea to buy me Legos. Uh, <laughs> but like and um, and sometimes like if somebody really asks me to hunker down, I might uh, try to put them together a list of, say, teas that I wanted. So I'd be like, here's some examples of tea I like. So go ahead and buy me one. But I'm also I'm also big on um, either clothes or or usable goods like food and drink <laughs> because I have enough stuff in my life um, other than clothes. You always can use more clothes in my book, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Okay. I, have, I have so many things in my life already. Yeah. Don't let this discourage anyone from buying me things, but <laughs> it's not like I, I, I don't know. Like I feel like I've had times in my life where I needed more things and now I'm at a point in my life where I own basically all the stuff I really need. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is optional from this point on. Yeah. I, so I find Christmas to be stressful. I find shopping for presents stressful. Um, and while I think probably the most thoughtful gifts are the ones that you think of on your own and like base it off either what they need or what you think they would like, um, I find that very stressful. Um, cause I, I'm not sure how much money to spend and then I'm not sure what they need or what they want or if it's just going to be in their way. Um, so I appreciate a list. It doesn't have to be a specific list and it doesn't have to be really any specifics at all. It can be, I like these types of things and that's helpful. I like these, I don't know, IP ideas. And if you give me something related to those things, I appreciate that information. I find Christmas you mean, shopping. You mean like, you mean like a thing that you like? That's yeah. Like, like I like Tetris. Buy me a Tetris shirt. Tetris. <laughs> um, I've not uh, announced this on the podcast guys, but, uh, one of the hosts of this podcast has come in first place on Tetris 99 on their Nintendo switch. No, I'm not going to say which one. Um, but there is, uh, what, well, wait, wait a minute. How do you know? I never did first place in, in Tetris 99. <laughs> Have you done first place in Tetris 99? Uh, no, but <laughs> I played it and I, uh, I can't say, I, I'm just surprised you assumed I'd never gone it. Makes you feel like I have to go do it now. <laughs> well, one, I announced this on a group chat we have and no one else said that they'd done the same thing. Um, and also when you win, you get, you get access to a separate level that's for winners only. Um, and first of all, how little you think of me that I would try to one up you and say, I have also gotten in first place. I, I would have just congratulated you and that's fine. I don't need to brag about my, my, I don't need to belittle your accomplishments with my accomplishments. I am, I'm, I'm insulted. You think that I'm so petty. <laughs> Anyways, um, Matt's bad at Tetris. I'm great at Tetris. Um, I have a animal crossing, um, theme in my Tetris 99. <laughs> Um, I How does that feel? It, it feels fine. I have a space one. You can only get, you can't get the Animal Crossing one anymore. <laughs> it's limited time, only when, only for like the first two months of Animal Crossing. Did you have, do you have the Legend of Zelda one? I believe I literally have the Animal Crossing one. I don't believe, I, I think I went on to get the Animal Crossing one. Because <laughs> I thought, here's what I thought. I thought it would unlock something in Animal Crossing also like i thought it was a cross promotion thing but really i just got the background in tetris and i was like well that's no good to me because i don't play tetris 99 
But now I have to I have to win it once to <laughs> end this this whole thing. <laughs> um Congratulations, Emily. I'm happy for you. Anyways, also one of the hosts of this podcast um, is thinking about getting into competitive Tetris. So that's a topic for another day. I love Tetris, guys. I've really, I've renewed my love of this game that is truly the best video game of all time. We're not not talking about Tetris right now. We're talking about giving gifts. Anyways, I find giving gifts really stressful. Um, I worry it's not good enough, and I just find it stressful. And so sometimes if someone says, this is what I want, I'm just like, oh, thank God. I guess I do prefer that. If if I do explicitly know, I'm like, well, don't got to think about that anymore. <laughs> um, I also, um, you know, it's, if you get a list, it's nice because then you can, like, pick something from it or, like, put your own spin on something. Um, but Christmas is a stressful time, guys. Uh, the shirt I'm wearing right now is a Christmas gift. Well, looks nice. I asked for shirts, is uh, it, blanket, blanketly. Is, <laughs> is it, it what? Of like a flannel material or a cotton material? It is flannelly, yeah. Okay. Um, it's very soft, actually. It's like, it's probably even softer than it looks. Is it basically <laughs> a pajama shirt? Uh, it is, yeah, uh, kinda, yeah. It's like a pajama shirt you could wear um, in the rest of your life. Matt is now currently hugging himself. Um, <laughs> he's so cozy. I am. Um, I've worn this three times since Christmas. That'll tell you how much I like it. <laughs> okay. The other part of giving gifts I want to discuss is wrapping presents. Matt, mm. when you wrap presents, how do you wrap presents? Wow. This is actually something that I, I changed this year about myself. This is a new year, new wrapping. Um... You may have heard me be a little bit of a blowhard about the environment from time to time. Yeah. Um, even on this very podcast. So, um, and I, I've long, sort of long time had, had alternating thoughts about wrapping paper and different wrapped things and whatnot. And I had a sort of an epiphany last year, although I did not follow through with it, but I, I, I did follow through with it this year in that I've bought a roll of like, unbleached that like brown wrap brown paper (laughs) just brown paper uh to wrap my gifts in um which is you know still not as environmentally friendly as say not wrapping gifts but is more environmentally friendly than um either the the highly processed glossy stuff or say uh tissue paper which is also trash at the end of the day um I hope I'm not uh, hurting your feelings on any of these things, but you asked me. So uh, I bought a big old roll of this paper and I've started wrapping my gifts in said, uh, said brown paper. <laughs> okay, I have a few things to say. One, I've seen many people use brown paper. Um, do you use ribbons and bows? Um, I wanted to. <laughs> uh, one might say I ran out of time uh, preparing myself for Christmas this year. <laughs> and, uh, so I had ordered the paper some time ago and then, uh, had meant to get around to some sort of also, also more sustainable method of ribbons and bows, but I did not get around to it, but that is in my long-term plan. <laughs> um, so I think many, so I think part of giving gifts, especially at Christmas time 
is that you want them to express how excited you are to give the gift to the person. Um, and so I'm a big believer in bows and ribbons. Um, and I have seen many presents wrapped in brown paper that look stellar. I've seen many presents wrapped in newspaper that look stellar. And I think using ribbons and bows adds a, um, a nice little oomph to a present to be like, I worked really hard on this. I hope you enjoy wrapping it. Also, sometimes I use way too much tape when I wrap presents, and then it's really hard to get into the presents, which I enjoy because I think it's funny. <laughs> um, I did get better at wrapping this year. I, I, I tried to do a good job. A lot of times I get, I'm kind of sloppy, and in, in, in some ways I thought it was part of my charm. But um, I got a little better at wrapping this year um, and doing like a better job of like getting the folds right. And, and actually, yes, using less tape than normal. Um, and I, I, there is, there was a one point that I was like, Hey Laura, do we have any bows, <laughs> any ribbons? Uh, cause yes, I, I do like them. I just, uh, did not get around to, uh, purchasing that this year. <laughs> um, I, on the opposite end of you love Christmas paper, wrapping paper. Um, I think it's pretty, I think it looks nice under a tree. Um, this year we did save our tissue paper for another year. So we didn't, didn't go in the trash, but we did save it. We used it, but saved it to use another year. But I love wrapping paper. Um, I like to use different kinds of wrapping paper. Um, I also find a challenge where I get to a, a low part of wrapping paper to um, <laughs> to try to use it and like see how many presents I can get out of it. And I save scraps. And then sometimes, although I did it this year because I actually was able to use most of the scraps, um, is to use the scraps on all in one present so it looks like a hodgepodge of all sorts of different paper um i i like patterns i don't like solid paper when i wrap presents it's completely fine if <laughs> you out there or matt you want to use solid paper um i i like christmas trees on my paper i like little characters on my paper my favorite wrapping paper i've ever had is from target they have good wrapping paper. You can get good deals after Christmas. Um, but it had little cactuses on it, and it was shiny. And I just thought it was so cute, but it was expensive, so I only got one roll. So I didn't have it for very long. But it was so cute. Um, I'll say I don't, I don't, it's not a huge, uh, I'm, I, uh, I'm fine with whatever wrapping paper anyone wants to use. I'm not, um, I'm not militant in my um, environmentalism. I think just personally it feels, uh it, feel, it feels good for me personally to use what I'm using and I don't need to lord my smugness over anybody. I can just be happy in my own content. Uh, <laughs> I will say uh, for me, for things on wrapping paper, I like snowmen the best. Okay, I like snowmen. One year at school, we were we had a gift exchange and I didn't have wrapping paper and I didn't want to go buy wrapping paper so I used a big piece of construction paper that I then decorated with little snowflakes, and it looked really cute. At my work Christmas party, um, we one year I like I, I we had like we do like a little um, white elephant. Some might say some might call it a Yankee swap. Other terms for the those sort of gift swaps. But um, every every year I would just buy a bottle of either liquor or wine, and just like on my way to the office. Um, or during my lunch break and just bring it. And I think one year, maybe every year, maybe this was just a thing I did every single year <laughs> was I would 
realize that I needed to wrap it because it was for this sort of gift exchange. But then I would just go uh, to the corner of some street and get like the free newspaper. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if New York has these or if you know about this newspaper, but uh, the Metro. And they're just metros for different cities. I feel like there's like hundreds of them in the country. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure about that, but there's like the Boston Metro, but they're all just, it's like one company that puts out all these newspapers, but they make them local. So anyways, I would just get like the free newspaper. So I, it's like, I didn't even pay for the newspaper. I just wrapped it in like <laughs> uh, the business section of a free paper I grabbed off the street. Did you put a bow on it? I'm I'm certain if I was this last minute, I did not have any bows. Um, um, listen, I just, I'm a big believer in bows. I agree. I wish I had ribbon and I wish I had bows. Um, next year I'll do that. And I, my other dream, my other phase and goal in this is to get um, like stamps to decorate, like rubber stamps mm -hmm. uh, so that I can decorate the package. Um, so I can decorate it, but it's like, in, in, in you know a semi reusable mm -hmm. way um another way um we have had christmas is that i my mom a few years ago this is the last thing i need to say um got a bunch of ribbon from a yard sale and so we've been using that ribbon which is not which feels better because it would have probably just been thrown away um and they're more fun they're silly kind of ribbons um and also my mom got from my uncle's old house a bunch of flat wrap so like wrapping paper that's flat but it's like kind of old um and so again that would have just been thrown away but we use that this year too um I, I find it necessary to reiterate that i'm not i'm not judgmental on anyone for buying wrapping paper <laughs> and Anyways. i agree i agree it is good to use use up things i mean it's like for a while i had these like plastic straws and uh, honestly, I personally was already past plastic straws, but I, uh, let's say I inherited a bunch of them mm -hmm. and I was like, well, I feel bad using these, but also I can't, I'm not just going to toss unused yeah. plastic straws away. That's more, uh, as bad for the environment and more wasteful. <laughs> um, anyways, give gifts that you feel good about whatever that means to you and put a bow on your presence, whatever that means to you. Wow. And don't get stressed out like I do. Yeah. Just, Topic just done. be fine. Topic done. Topic complete. Very nice. Matt, um, I just had a mini topic. That's true. Now it's your turn to have a mini topic. Oh, me? Yeah. What's your topic today? Okay. So my topic is something that I I could maybe have done a, a large topic on, but I decided I would... I, I, I don't know that I need to talk about this thing forever, but it is a band that I, I, I quite enjoy. Uh, they are a band called Thursday, like the day of the week. That's the day. Uh, is that the day that comes after Wednesday? It is. So it's the day this I... podcast came out. Wow. Um, is that why we picked Thursdays? Yeah, it's because of this band. It's my, been my secret this whole time. Wow. I don't know why. I don't know. Did we? I don't know why we picked Thursdays. I think we just did. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's a reason for that or not. <laughs> I feel like we talked about it. I feel like it was not the original day. I feel like we were going to do Tuesdays and then some, I don't remember. I truly don't remember. Hmm. Weird. Um, so the band Thursday, I actually, uh, I, 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 I went to one of their concerts just the other day. Can you believe that? Wow. Well, um, tell us how. Wow. Wouldn't you love to know how? Oh, I didn't I go did. in I person. 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go in person, silly, because that's not happening right now. I mean, uh -uh. not in New York, at least. Um, they had a virtual concert. Wow. And um, I will say, I am very weary of virtual of, of online music performances because or um, televised or otherwise non-live performances. I just there's something like. When there's like a musical musical guest on Saturday Night Live, I could not care less. It could be my favorite band in the world, and in fact, it has been several times. Uh, and I just don't I don't want to watch it. Like it's just there. I don't like watching music I like or that I don't like on television like that. Like it just to me, the quality isn't there. I just I just not into it. Can I ask a clarifying question for me? Sure. When you're saying you don't like it. Are you liking? Um, was this like a? Do you not like live performances that are broadcasted on TV or even pre-recorded stuff broadcasted? Um, it would have to, it's like, um, like when, when I see like a concert DVD kind of thing, although that's not really a thing anymore, but like something like a show that was recorded specifically to be put on, uh, on a screen of some kind, those are usually acceptable. Um, I've seen some of those and those end up being like pretty high quality and like good music quality and all that. I just, I think for me, it's like, there's something weird about when they, they show up on like a late night show of any kind or a talk show or Saturday Night Live or when they do like the New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve had like a concert on it. Like any of that stuff, I just, I'm not that into, I don't know. But like if it is meant for, if it's recorded purposely to do that, I don't know, it's hard to say. Like, I don't know if you're hinting at, like, didn't Taylor Swift do one of these for, like, Disney Plus? Yeah. Is that what that was? Which I enjoyed. Um, but I was I was thinking, I was thinking more, like, well, was this concert live and broadcasted or pre-recorded okay. and you watched it later? The one I saw? Yeah. That I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. So that's what I, I wanted to get back to that. So um, there was, like, it, it was definitely recorded and then... It was played, like the original broadcast was like a live thing that you could tune into, but I actually watched it on demand because um, I didn't want to watch it the day it came out. Uh, <laughs> I think it was just a, didn't didn't work out for me. Um, but I paid like a ticket price. It was like 12 bucks. I mean, like less than a regular thing would yeah. be, but it, was, it wasn't like, whatever. I paid 12 bucks or 13 bucks or something to watch it on demand. And I actually watched it with two friends. We uh, did a little Zoom a concert watch basically. <laughs> and, uh, it was my two, two of my good friends who also really liked this band Thursday. And I, I was, I was really, I didn't know how it was going to be. I actually thought about bailing on it. I was like, ah, I don't know if we should do this. Cause I was just so nervous that it was going to suck. <laughs> and then, um, we rented it, we watched it oh. and I loved it. It was great. Um, they were in like a warehouse and, they had like a camera crew in there and they sort of, they set up like they would on stage for most of it with, uh, you know, like the drummer in the back, the singer in the front, the guitarists on the two sides. Um, and it just had a really great sound, um, sound quality. And they switched up some of their songs. Like it, it really felt like going to a live show, but I don't know, some, for some reason it, it actually felt really good. And I'm, I think they put a lot of effort into making sure it was like a quality experience. Mm -hmm. Um, it was actually the second time they had done something like this. So I, I didn't see the first one, but I'm assuming they like learned some lessons and, and made this one really great. Can I ask a question? Yes. Because we're interviewing each other. Um, 
do was this like to make up for like a missed concert experience or were they just doing it mm. to do it like were they gonna have so, a series of shows that were canceled so uh thursday oh, the other thing i should say about thursday is they are the band that i've seen live i'm pretty sure the most okay um i've seen them at least 10 times live um probably more <laughs> Uh, but they are sort of well-known for their uh, holiday, sort of like uh, New Year's uh, adjacent shows uh, that they would have like every year. You, they're from New Jersey, so they would often have them in New Jersey. Um, or I actually saw them in uh, Williamsburg a couple of years ago, uh -huh. right, around, uh, uh, right around the same time. But they were, yeah, so they're known for putting on these big shows just like either, you know, December 30th or something. I feel like they've, I don't know if they've ever done an actual New Year's Eve show, but um, around then. So this was definitely like, you know, they had done 20 years of holiday shows basically. And they just knew they couldn't do a holiday show this year. And, and they decided that they'd put, um, that they would put this together instead. Yeah. Um, which actually the reason I went to this concert was that one of my uh, good friends who, who zoomed in with the, uh, for the showing, <laughs> He about a week earlier had texted me that it, he was like, it's too bad we're not seeing Thursday this New Year's or something like that. Um, or like, I really miss concerts and yeah. something. And I was like, hey, good news. Thursday is playing a concert a week from now. Wow. <laughs> and um, so that sort of was like the catalyst. Like, I don't know if I was going to watch it if that little exchange didn't happen. Um, but uh, it did happen and I watched it. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. So let's... Let's go back to just Thursday the band, who you just saw in virtual concert. Why do you yes. like this band so much? Okay, so uh, Thursday I would classify as either a post-hardcore uh, or emo band. Some might call them screamo, although that's not really... I don't think that's totally applicable to their, their brand of music. Um, but I'll say, like, the singer is maybe not your best... Um, singer as far as like technical ability or whatever goes um so that's why you've got a little bit more of like the emo impassioned yelling <laughs> voice going on although i would say he's more melodic than some of those other, some other bands that are like that i don't know they sort of for me they kind of straddle the line of a few different genres which is partially why i like them so much um because they have a really interesting sound in my book and there are a lot of Bands in similar genres to them that sound way, are like way less interesting to me to listen to. Okay. <laughs> um, but I've been a fan since, uh, I would say around 2003, 2002, 2002, 2003, um, which is when their album, 2003 is when their album uh, War All the Time came out, uh, which is my favorite album by them, but it is their third full length album. Their first album is called Waiting. Uh, I'm not really a fan of that album Wow. <laughs> <at all. laughs> um, their second album is called Full Collapse, which is most people's favorite album by them and is also pretty good, but I like War All The Time better. Uh, I'll point to, in the background of my camera, this framed thing is their set list that they played uh, War All The Time in its entirety for me. I, uh, the framed set list. I did actually think that was Thursday and I was going to ask you about it later. So thank you for bringing it up. Mm -hmm. That is from the show I saw in Williamsburg uh, when they toured for, I don't know, I guess the 15, I don't know if it's like an anniversary of any kind, but they toured with their album. I guess it would have been the 15 year anniversary if it was 2018. 
But uh, they played War All the Time in its entirety, and I was really inter interested in that, so then I went and saw that show. But like the night before or the night after, they played their other, that the full collapse in its entirety, and I didn't bother buying tickets to that. Even though I liked the album, it wasn't worth me going to back-to-back -back nights of concerts. That's fair. <laughs> um, um, okay. And then they have like a few albums after that, but um, that I also like. Um, they made music up until the early 2010s, 2010s. And then they haven't made an album in a few years, but they've sort of like gone on hiatus and gotten back together for like certain reunions and whatnot over the last few years. Um, but I like them because they, I just have really interesting song writing styles and their lyrics are really good. He's one of the best lyricists I know. Um, just really uh, poetic ways of talking and using, um, a lot of just interesting metaphors in his songs. Um, and then also on top of, I mean, he writes a lot of, you know, um, emo-ish love songs and whatnot, but he also writes a lot of political things. Uh, War All the Time is uh, got a, is full of <laughs> political stuff. A lot of it was, you know, during like the um, Iraq War and about things like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's a song on that album called M. Shepard, which is the Matthew Shepard, the a uh, gay high school student mm -hmm. who was killed. He was high school, I think. I think so. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so they cover like a wide array of topics. And I've always liked both uh, political um, songwriting and um, emotional lovey crap. <laughs> uh, so they, they, they certainly blend that together. And then I will just finally say their live shows are really, really good. Um, they just have so much energy uh, the singer has a really, like, he doesn't talk too much, but when he talks, he has, like, interesting stories he tells or he, like, transitions in between songs in a really fun way. Um, and they also just, they'll put a lot of um, songs you wouldn't expect into their concerts, like, from their albums. So, like, often a track that you, you know, not a lot of people know this one or, like, a 10-minute like a slower song that you don't expect to see live. Like they'll just play, that'll be like the last song at one of their concerts. And you're like, wow, that was so weird that they didn't like encore with their most popular song. They they played their most popular song earlier and then they just went with like an, they sort of went on an artsy route uh, to the end of the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I'm, I don't know if I'm proving my point here, but I, they make me very excited to see. <laughs> I'm very excited for you. Um, I was gonna ask a question. Um. Oh, it was about how they write music. Is it the lead mm -hmm. singer writing all the music or does the band make like the, the, the music part and he writes the lyrics to it? Do you know how that works? Uh, I don't know how that works for them. I'm assuming he writes he writes, and then they, they figure it out from there. Um, yeah, I don't know. He is just the singer. He does not play guitar. Although he can, and I have seen it happen, but he is not one of their guitarists. Okay. He is strictly a singer. Um, and he really, he really gets into it too. He's like, that's the other thing about the live shows is like, you can see how like passionate he is about what he's singing. Just like, I don't know, probably the most into it I've ever seen a singer. And I've been to a lot of concerts. <laughs> Do uh, you want them to make new music or are you happy with them just playing their old music? Um... I mean, I, I want them to do what they want to do, I guess. Um, I wouldn't... I um I would like new music and I would listen to it. I usually I know the trope is like for people to really be into someone's first album and then call them sellouts from like all subsequent albums. <laughs> uh 
Um, and I don't know that they're ever going to surpass their peak of my favorite album of theirs, but I've liked everything they put out. And I think they probably still have stuff left in the tank if, if they want to make it. But I'm also, I don't know. I'm kind of in my life a little over clamoring. I mean, if they announce, all right, let's put it this way. If they announced a new album, I would, I would be anticipating it greatly. <laughs> uh, but I'm kind of resigned to maybe them not ever making a new album. So I'm okay with that too. Okay. Um, I will com to compare it to the Beastie Boys, one of my all-time faves. Like I thought they were done making albums before their last one they they had put out, and then that one got announced, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. And then I was like really excited for for that album to come out. Um. But some bands just take a really long time between albums. Um, yeah, I think they would do a good job. I mean, they still seem like smart, artistic people. They're also just, I think there's also a difference between, well, no, I don't know if I want to get into that. Sometimes people take long layoffs from not putting out albums and then their next album sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but that's usually like mega rich people who like not only... <laughs> Not only have they stopped making music for a long time, but they've like lost touch with what it is to be like a normal human being. Whereas I feel like Thursday is not, um, you know, while successful in their own world are not like overly rich. Yeah. I would not assume. <laughs> um, but like when Metallica or like Guns N' Roses takes a long time off, then they end up putting out some really trashy album. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay. So I'm me. Mm -hmm. I'm not changing who I am for this question. You're talking directly to me. I'm like, yep. you know what? I need a new band. And I think I'm going to get into Thursday. Mm -hmm. Where should I start? Where does Emily Claire Riggins jump into this? Yeah. Um, well, I'll start by saying I, I, it would be great if you liked this band. I don't think you would. <laughs> I, I Listen, the way you described it, I was like, this probably isn't a band for me, but I still want to know how I, Emily Riggins, would get into this band. Yeah, I would say, I mean, so like, I did want to mention this briefly that this is, I'd say this is probably a pretty divisive band. I'd say like either you think it's great or you think it's shit. <laughs> like, it's kind of a weird thing where I'm like, um... Like a lot of times, a lot of bands I like, I'm like, oh, you should check out this band. You should check out this band. Like, you'd love this band. You'd love this band. Like with Thursday, I'd really have to know somebody's background in music before I would recommend it to them. Like, I'm not just coming out blind and being like, hey, you random person, listen to Thursday, because I know it's kind of a little bit of a heavy lift and they're also a little bit of a, of a different um, breed of things. But uh, I guess I'd probably say 2006's A City by the Light Divided might be um, an energetic enough one to get people into them more. Is that a it's, song uh, or an album? As an album. Okay. Um, that's, that's, that's like... If I were to describe any of their albums as being the most pop of them, it might be that one, even though that is a generous thing. Um... Content wise, I mean, I love, I mean, war all the time. So, you know, a lot of times when there's like sort of a more yelly band, people can complain about being able to understand what's going on. But I actually feel like he's a really uh, articulate singer, like really expresses himself well and, and, and whatnot. And so the messaging on war all the time might be up your alley. Like I said, it's, it's sort of politically leaning and in a good way. <laughs> so uh, if one was so inclined to listen to the, um, the artistry of an album, you might be interested in that one. 
Um, and I'd say the one that is their most famous, the one that I mentioned earlier, Full Collapse, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you probably would hate that album. Because <laughs> uh, it's probably their most like raw sounding one. Okay, would one of these songs have ended up on the OC? Wow. Uh, when did the OC, when was it on again? What years? Um, around 2003-ish. But um, their soundtracks, which were perfect, um, had like Modest Mouse, they had The Killers, they had Rooney, um, Death Cab for Cutie, um, The Beastie Boys were on an episode. <laughs> I'm familiar with that one. I would say... They probably were not, um, mostly because it wasn't until really, I mean, I guess in 2003 is sort of when they sort of were hitting a little bit their stride, but they were still like not big enough to like, you know, play like a bigger show. Like there's, they've always been like a club band. Um, that's not, you know, I feel like to be a, to have a song on the OC, you have to be at least at like arena level performances. I, dis- I absolutely disagree. Um, it just tells me you have not. You don't think you're, you don't think all those people that you just mentioned are were arena level at the time. I believe the Killers and Beastie Boys were, um, but to be on a soundtrack, no, not at all. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, but I, I'd say you either have to be like arena level or sound like a copy of one of those, <laughs> and I'd say like Thursday's a little too different. Where it'd be kind of random to just throw a Thursday on on one. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. See, yes. So I think that's what I wanted to know, is if they would fit in on an OC album. Um, and the answer I don't, I, is no. I, I don't think so. I don't I don't really think so. Um, unless there was, like, unless there was a particularly hard... Unless they had a need for, like, a harder song. Because <laughs> um, def- they definitely have a hard edge to them. They're not uh, as... Mm, you know, as much as I like uh, a lot of those bands you mentioned, I'd say none of them are have a particularly hard edge to them. <laughs> maybe so, uh, maybe late 80s Beastie Boys did, but that's about it. <laughs> so they would uh, not have been on Seth Cohen's playlists. That would have been they would have been on his like one that he was like kind of ashamed about. <laughs> so maybe when he was going through his drug phase, when he set his dad's office on fire. That I probably yeah, that's that's definitely a Thursday phase. What a if I ever heard one. Show. Um, sure. Um, do you have a anyways, favorite song? I know you're not a song person, but do you have a favorite song of theirs? They um, I have a few. I have a few. Yeah. Um, but uh, I say maybe the most appropriate one. Um, for right now is they have a song called Jet Black New Year. Wow. Which is all about the new year. And they would often play it as one of their last songs on their New Year's shows. This makes sense. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it talks about uh, calendars dying. And uh, there's a lyric about this year will be better than the last, which I actually bought a shirt that says that from their concert. <laughs> I don't have it yet, but um, what a prescient song that turned out to be. Uh, True. <laughs> True. And um, that's a really good song. Um, I think the the titular song War All the Time is a very good song. Um, really, truly, that whole album is, is something I love. But um, yeah, you could pick any song basically off that. Actually, they did have a song called Signals Over the Air, which I would not... That might have been on the OC soundtrack. I could picture that. That was like their... 
shot at like making a single <laughs> um, or like, you know, a song that like we'd get a lot of radio play. Yeah. They had lots of singles, but I'm sure most of them did not get played too much in the radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they have a couple of super emo songs like Understanding in a Car Crash and Cross Out the Eyes, which are two, a couple of other favorites, I think, of for a lot of people. And I like them a lot, too. Um, they're one of those bands that like every album they put out, I've I've at least baseline liked every song on them, uh, which is except for their first album, which I don't really like. Ooh. It's kind of weird, like between their first album and the rest of them, they like I feel like they got so much better. I mean, that's my opinion. They learned from <laughs> their they learned just like with their first unrecorded live concert that you did not watch, but we assume yeah they learned some stuff. I mean, I'm people. It's not like it's like an album that people don't like. I mean, some people like it. It just it's not really my. Just for some reason, I'm not, I'm not super into it. Would you say it's not your mm-hmm. cup of tea? I would say it's not my cup of tea. Well, I think a lot of emo-ish uh, bands have first albums that I'm not um, as big into as maybe their second or third albums. Okay. I think that's. I think to me that's a, that's. I don't get stuck in nostalgia with music really. Like, I know that's a big thing when people hear one album, then they hear the next. They're like, oh, I like the first one better. And I feel like so much of that is nostalgia or, or the feeling that first one gave you. But I don't I, I think personally, I don't I don't super fall for that. I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind saying later albums are worse, but I also don't mind accepting, hey, this is better than the last album. <laughs> okay. And I'd, I like it when it is. Um, all right. Thursday's good. Topic done. Topic complete. Woo. Um, um, did you have any uh, corrections or anything you wanted to read? I do, yes. Um, let me just pull it up. Emily's pulling it up. All right. So this is from one of our number one fans, Sue Pellegrini. Um, and she sent this in November, and I would like to apologize for not getting to it sooner. Um, but it says, hi, man, Emily. That's us. Um, I've been catching up on previous episodes from the last two months and had some thoughts that I smushed into one email. So there is one part of this that we're going to discuss, but then there's just some information for the two of us. So this is for me, Emily. On the food subscription service episode, you mentioned your favorite meal was a Hawaiian-style pork. While I was living in Oregon, island-style cuisine was really popular. There was even a fast food, food version called Hawaiian Time, and then she links to a recipe. I think the meal you're referring to is a luau pork or kalua pork. It's slow roasted and has a teriyaki flavor. It is easy to make, but it's best done in a crock pot. So there's two recipes that I should definitely try. Um, and I'll report back if I do. Wow. Um, and then for Matt, this is for you, Matt. Matt, please don't let this go to your head. It's going to go straight to your head. Darn it. <laughs> Matt, you are right. Oof. Party to my head. <laughs> Quidditch is boring AF. And really dangerous if you have 11 or 12-year-olds playing with 17-year-olds that are slamming demon bowling balls around. I think it highlights that the magical world thinks everything can be fixed with magic, which might work for broken bones, but clearly it doesn't work for psychological damage. Which I think is true and an interesting take. Because, listen, the magical world is not perfect. If you've seen the way their ministry runs, you know that magic can't fix everything. Um, that's not so different from my opinion about it all. I didn't write it so elegant, eloquently, but <laughs> that is, uh, what I was sort of going at. Um, okay. So this is our, this is our discussion topic. Are you ready? Yeah. 
I have a procedural question. Do you add cream, sugar, or honey to tea while it is steeping? Or do you wait until the tea leaves have been removed so you don't mess with the chemical diffusion properties? Wow, your... great question. I have, I actually have a weird uh, addendum to that. I was asked a procedural question the other day about tea because somebody was microwaving their water, which I'm also generally not doing, although I don't fully rally against it. But he was uh, microwaving it, water in the cup and the tea bag in the microwave too. So it was microwaving the whole thing, which I thought, which I had never, it never even crossed my mind. Because first of all, sometimes there's staples on there, but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> on those tea bags. But um, I also find that like, okay, if you're going to microwave your water, you are taking a shortcut for sure. But it's like not, not that bad of a shortcut. But if you're also putting the tea bag in there, like that's a weird <laughs> extra level of like saving your time. I mean, I guess... Someone might think it's helping to cook the tea bags, but I was kind of like, you don't really want to cook the tea bag. That's not really the point of the hot water. It's to like release the mm -hmm. tea into the into it. Now, I'm not a physicist, so I might be wrong about this, but it it's, it struck me as very strange. Um. Anyways, to answer the question at hand, um, I would say that I definitely finish steeping and take out the tea before I add any extra things into it. Uh, whether it be sugar or milk, um, unless I'm getting it to go and I need to have them put in the milk right then and there. Um, in which case, sometimes I will make the exception of milk being added by the barista and I um, I will just deal. And I'll let it steep a little longer because I know the water isn't as hot because of the milk. Um, but generally I will wait. Um, so I will answer this question now. I will say that is what you should do. You should wait to add milk and sugar. Um, that is not what I do when I make tea. I am just, I just want to drink the tea. So I put the milk and sugar in while it is steeping. And then I'll take the tea bag out when I feel it's done mm. steeping. Um, which mm. I do know is probably not the way you should make it, but it is the way I, I do make it. Um, I will say, I, I, other than when I'm getting it to go, I don't really need any time savers because I'm just making, I'm, I, don't, I don't have anywhere to be ever. So I just let all the, I let the process like um, fulfill itself. I will say even like recently I've been doing that thing where if I have green tea, I bring it to a boil in my tea kettle and then I let the water come down to 176 degrees. And I've discovered it takes about a minute per degree to go down given my kettle, my stove, my everything. So I, I wait about 30 minutes uh, after I boil the water to have my, to make my green tea. And uh, Emily is giving me a, an ex exasperated face and she just got a delivery or something. <laughs> um, but uh, 30 minutes, I don't, I doesn't seem to be. Sorry, I, I buzzed in. I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting. Um, uh, it, and I was, it, I was giving you an exasperated face, um, because again, when I want my tea, I just want my tea and I know you're making lots of teas all at the same time. I'm doing individual cups and I do not have a half an hour to wait ever. Um, I, I like if well, working from home, I just do, I don't know, like I'll just like go do that and then I'll come back to my computer and then I usually I set a stopwatch on my on my watch watch <laughs> and I'll just set it for like 15 minutes then I'll go check the temperature then I come back 
I've only done this a couple of times, so it's not like I'm regularly doing this, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, time flies when you're like, you know, I go back to my desk, I do my work, and then, you know, before I know it, the, the water is cooled to the right temperature. I feel like when we used to follow that, it did take us a forever to make tea. Um, and I just, I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. Yeah. I think if we ever did it, if we ever record together again, I think I would, uh, I think I would, um, maybe start if I knew we were drinking green tea, I would like do this, but I would start boiling like before you got there or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. um, um, there, I hope that was useful to all the listeners and specifically Sue. Um, and then last but not least is Ooh. finally, thanks for putting in so much effort to continue recording during the pandemic. I think now more than ever, people need that reminder of those connections with friends that we can't see in person. And I, wow. Sue, thank you for your nice words. Um, yes, Sue. Uh, and sorry, we missed, we missed a couple in December, but we're back, baby. Woo -woo. <laughs> or technically one of them was in January. I don't know. When was January 1st? Uh, oh. um, Emily, go ahead. Go get your package. It'll be on the podcast. <laughs> Emily is getting something delivered. Okay, so it is a package. Yeah. Uh -huh. I did not expect today. I expected it tomorrow. Can I look? Can I? Can you? Can you hold it in front of the? <laughs> no, because I put it down. Um, okay. But he knocked on the door, and I was just gonna let it go because they will just leave packages in front of the door. But he said something when he dropped it off, like I needed to come get it. But then when I went to get it, he was gone with the pack. I Weird. he left the package. I had the package. Sure. I would like to apologize to the listeners, not to Matt. I truly did not expect this package. Hey Emily, do you have anything that you would like to plug? No, no. Okay, no. Matt, uh, Matt, I'll just Matt. let up. Oh, yep. Do you have uh -huh, anything you want yeah. to plug? Uh, yeah. Um, sure. Check out my uh, YouTube channel if you if you haven't already. <laughs> Do some sketches on there. There'll be more in twenty twenty one. Well, this year. Um, that's it for me. Uh, and I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD with Matt Emily.